This is the Fantasy Road Show. What's going on, all you roadies out there? Welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Road Show. We are your hosts. Not usually, but today we are. Uh, my name is Truck. His name is Shane O'Mac. You can find me on Twitter at Fantasy underscore Trucker. You can find him on Twitter at S McCormick underscore FF. Please support the show. Go to Twitter and follow us at Fantasy Road Show. And while you're at it, Check us out on Substack, thefantasyroadshow.substack.com. <clears throat> Enter in your email and get all of our weekly articles there. And as always, this episode is brought to you by Rule One Proteins. Go to www.ruleoneproteins.com. Enter in promo code ROADIES40 at checkout for 40% off. Shane, how you doing today, man? Sunday slate is in the books, huh? I'm doing well. I'm, I'm excited for this game. Like, I've got guys on both sides. I've got... Justin Herbert. I've got DJ Moore. I even got a defensive guy in Edmonds for the Bears linebacking. So I can't even watch the defense play. So it's it's an exciting game to watch tonight for me. Yeah, I'm excited for this game. Um, You know, Tyson Bajant, a rookie uh, guy from uh, um, uh, Shepard D2 school. Uh, he had a good game last week. They won the game. So I'm excited to see what he can do against a favorable matchup. Is You know, the, uh, the Chargers rank 32nd. It's the best matchup for opposing quarterbacks. So I'm excited to see what the Bears can do here. Uh, First drive, not so great. But now, um, hopefully moving forward, it gets better from here. But, but yeah, man, um, how how was your day today? How are are your fantasy teams doing? Everything going good for you? Good. You know, it's, it's, you know, you always seem to have one league where you really pay the most attention to and and need a win. So for me, like my one league that I'm under 500, there's is I was three and four, and so I got a good big day win out of that, which is nice. Big day win from the Cowboys, which was great always. Oh, yeah. So, oh yeah, more to talk about that later. But yeah, so far so good. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm the, I'm the same way. We in my important leagues, uh, Calls and I, we did really good and uh, won a couple of really really big matchups, key stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm, we're sitting good still. No, you know, no, nothing's burning in the in the fantasy world over here at the Fantasy Roadshow. So, um, as expected. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, well, let's get right into it. We have a lot of games to cover today. Uh, that happened today. There's a lot of injuries, a lot of uh, uh, a lot of notable stuff. So let's jump right into it and uh, dive in before uh, this game gets so great that I get sidetracked. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, first game we have. Uh, oh, by the way, we are live on YouTube at youtube.com slash sportsethos. If you guys are joining us now or if you're listening, check us out anytime we're live. Feel free to chime in, ask questions as we go. We'll try to answer them uh, as you guys ask them. So um, just want to put that out there. But the first game we're talking about, the Miami Dolphins beat the New England Patriots 31-17. to The Dolphins improved to 6-2. and The Patriots fall to 2-6. and And uh, Tua... Is now six and zero against Bill Belichick. He throws for three hundred twenty-four yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. How about that, huh? That I, I mean, like Bill Belichick, you know he's losing his his uh, his sauce when uh, you got a young quarterback that's now six and zero against him. Yeah, and they just signed uh, 
old bill to brand new contract. So more years of that to come. Yeah. Well, that's still undisclosed, right? The details of the contract. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Eckler, big play, uh, touchdown. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. I wondered when Eckler was going to show up again after this injury. I, you know, he's been pretty quiet. So, um, I was afraid that this was possibly the matchup that it happens. Mm-hmm. So, um, as we see big scoring drive from Austin Eckler. Um, so yeah, the dolphins are six and two for the first time since 2001. They are, uh, one of the hottest teams in the NFL and they uh, currently have one game lead over the Buffalo bills. So it looks like they're in the best position to win the division. Uh, but we'll see how the rest, there's a lot of games left to play. So, um, Tua currently leads the NFL in passing yards with 2,416. Were you aware of that? I wasn't. I, I knew I knew Tyreek's stats and where he was, but no, I did not realize that. So yeah, Tyreek is also has been just unstoppable. Yeah. Like he's just wide open no matter what. I don't understand how it keeps happening, but it keeps happening. So um uh Tyreek Hill eight for 112 and a touchdown. He becomes the first player in the Super Bowl era to reach a thousand yards in eight games. Yeah. Like he's he's there's no doubt in my mind that he's gonna hit the two thousand mark this year. No, no. I, right. I, I thought it was ridiculous when he made that statement in the summer. I just thought I, there's no way. Well, you know, to me, when he, last year when he had the 1700 with Tua dealing with those inconsistencies, mm-hmm. like it just made sense. Like, dude, if, if Tua stays healthy during the remainder of the season, like, yeah, he's he could hit this. So um, I, I'm excited to see what happens the rest of the season. But how about Jalen Waddle? Best game of his uh, best game of his season so far. Seven for 121 and one touchdown. So, um, yeah, that was good to see. I have Waddle in the big league I was talking about earlier. And, you know, most of the time you're just sitting there saying, you know, where's all the targets and catches? It's just Tyreek. But it was good to see. I think he had 12 targets, maybe. I mean, so he was targeted heavily. Yes. Yes, he was. Uh, and did you know the Miami Dolphins are getting the in season, uh, in season hard knocks so i had seen a quote from i think it was xavier howard saying he doesn't like it but i didn't know that meant that they were getting it so mike mcdaniel came out after the game and was talking how um next week uh they are playing kansas city in germany mm-hmm. so they traveled to germany to play kansas city which by the way um congratulations germany you see two yeah. juggernauts going at it which is awesome but dude like And then he says, um, on top of that, we have hard knocks coming up. So you have some of the biggest distractions uh, hitting your team in the next couple of weeks that, um, uh, like, it's major adversity. So Mm -hmm. Um, we got a – Josh, thanks for joining. I wanted to drop in a question. Would you rather trade Jones and Russ for Lamar or Connor and Russ for Lamar? Um, So I'm assuming you're saying Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones and Russell Wilson for Lamar or James Conner and Russell for Lamar? What do you think, Shane? Um, so, yeah, if I, I would like to get Lamar, even with Russell Wilson coming off that game. I would – man, if Conner's coming back next week, which I think it's next week or the week after. Yeah, it's uh, probably going to be the week after along week, yeah, with So you're looking Conner. at two weeks. So I'd probably trade Conner and Russ, given that it's two weeks and – um jones didn't have a great game but i did watch some of that game today he looked a little he looked better than he had the previous two weeks yeah it's a 20-man ppr too by the way which is insane 
Um, and then also, also, what do you think that uh, think my my weak spots are in my 16 man PPR league? He has Joe Burrow, CMC, Kamara, Amon Ra, Thielen, Logan Thomas, Hall, Chiefs D, Jake Elliott, uh, Kenneth Walker on bench also. Um, oh, you're loaded at running back, that's for sure. Then, yeah, Joe Burrow, who had a great game today against yeah. the defense. Thielen uh, and Amara St. Brown, that's solid. Yeah, and I would I mean, obviously, you're you, Logan Thomas is your the weakest point about your team, but even so, Logan Thomas is a very serviceable tight end. So I wouldn't worry too much about uh about yeah. that for a 16 uh 16 team PPR league. You are looking pretty good. What I wonder what what's your uh yeah, what's your, your record, record there, Josh? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, um, let's see. Uh, Brad, Brad, thanks for joining. What's up, guys? Uh, do I panic as a Jettas and Hawk owner after the Kirk news? One hundred percent. Yeah, Brad, Brad, the panic alarm is hit. Please. Yeah. Um, Ooh. I don't know what you're gonna do. Uh, this brings up a great question. We're gonna talk about this later, but. Minnesota, like, what do you do? Like, you're four and four. You think you have a chance at making the playoffs, so you trade for a quarterback, right? I mean, the only two that stick out to me right away are Trey Lance and Jameis Winston. I mean, can I can I mention one? Yeah, an idea I thought of before the show started. Yeah, what about because I think he would be back. I don't think it's too serious. What about Ryan Tannehill after what happened today with Tennessee and Will Levis? Um, actually that's, that's a very good point. I didn't even think about that. Um, I mean, if you're talking Tannehill versus Jameis Winston versus Trey Lance, you would think Tannehill would be the, the, you know, the foregone conclusion there. But I mean, dude, he, he had two touchdown passes in six games. Like he's just, I mean, to me, I, if it were me and I'm not a GM and I shouldn't be a GM, but if it were up to me, I would take James Winston. Yeah, we saw what he can do before. He's the most willing to gun sling, sling the ball, which you need that um, with this offense. You know what I mean? I think, I think James Winston would be the right, um, the right guy for him. But, um, but anyway, thanks for your, thanks for your question, Brad. And yes, hit the panic alarm for sure. Um, Josh, I'm three and five, but a lot of them are from recent trades. Okay. All right. Well then, then you're in a good spot. If you're making good trades and your team looks like that, uh, you're three and five, that should be turning around pretty good. So, Mm -hmm. uh, Duffy, thanks for joining. Should I trade away JJ and Pollard for ETN and Adams? Yes. A hundred percent. If, if you still can, if that person will still take that trade, execute it immediately. Um, trade away JJ. if, If you can trade away any, uh, Minnesota player, because uh, I don't know, even if they do trade for a quarterback, like, I don't know, man. I just, I, I don't. Yeah. And Duffy, like, Pollard is kind of concerning. So he hasn't, like, I mean, his carries have been down the last three games. His yards per carry have been down. Today was a little better at four and a half yards per carry. But before that, he was like at 2.9, 3.2. Uh, he's got a couple of Two out of his next three, he's going to be facing the Eagles and the Giants, which are yeah. tough defenses. So, and ETN is next to Christian McCaffrey. That is the most consistent fantasy running back you're going to find. Yes, yeah. It's he only had one touchdown today, but it's like, yeah. dude. I mean, he's been having games of two touchdowns every game. So, um, yes, if you can make that trade, Duffy, please, please do. 
Um, Mike Coles, thanks for joining, Coles. The suit is not black. I don't get that reference or what you're saying there, Shane. Can you help me here or no? Uh, I don't know. Did Coles, are you wearing a suit that somebody <laughs> thought was black? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, Josh, another question. Do you think I can trade, try to trade Kenneth Walker for like Mark Andrews? Um, you definitely could. I don't think you need to. Um, having an extra depth piece at running back is important going into the back half of the season. Um, yes, your running backs are great, but um, I like to keep at least one um, just in case uh, for the rest of the bye weeks and also just in case someone gets injured, man. Running backs go down like uh, like flies. So, especially Shane, in that, you, Yeah, especially in that deep of a league that he's in, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, Brad, I'm trading Jettas for Amon Ra, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. If you can do that, that is uh, that is a great idea. Great idea yep. as well. So yep. um, any trade you can get for Jay Jettas right now, I would take that. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh, you think I can count on Myers to put up 13.5? Yeah, I mean, Myers is, you, you know, as we've seen uh, week in and week out, this guy is pretty consistent. Uh, he has a high floor. He had a touchdown last week. I think you can definitely count on him to put up 13.5. Yep. Are you agree, Shane? Yeah, Jimmy G's back. He had some great games with Jimmy G, so that helps. Yeah. Uh, Duffy, what about JJ and Hawk for Chase and Andrews? Yes. Yeah. I think you could. That's two upgrades, I think. <laughs> I mean, well, well, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who's accepting this trade, though. I mean, it, after the most recent news, if you can do this, Duffy, please, please do. Yeah. And guys, people, if you do pull off these trades, let us know either on Twitter or come back to another <laughs> show this next week. I'd, we'd love to know. Yeah. Yeah. I have JJ Hawk and Addison, and I was 7 and 0 before today. Yeah. Um, do anything you can. Do anything yeah. you can because it can get ugly fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, ugly fast. My calls. This suit is not black. Okay, calls. I don't know what you're saying. Are you okay? Are you in the right frame of mind? Are you you right there, buddy? Talk to me. Talk to me. Explain yourself. Explain yourself. Um, all right. Well, everybody, thank you for your questions, and we appreciate the uh, um, the activity. So keep it up. Um, all right. So back to this uh, Miami uh, New England game. We talked about the Miami Dolphins players. Uh, performing well but how about the Patriots just continuing to struggle um I what do you what do you have to say about this Patriots team like and it's tough like you can't uh, try to pick you know you shouldn't be probably starting a Patriots receiver but if you had to trying to pick the right one week to week is almost impossible like Demario Douglas was nowhere to see him today you had a juju you had a juju sighting um born still scored but i mean i don't know how you could rely on one of them week to week it i mean it's born to me because he showed it again today by finding a way to get in the end zone but still it's hard man i you have to be in a bad spot to be able to to be having to start them so um yeah uh coles it's a borat reference surprised it wasn't caught by either now that you bring that up it makes sense. I just, I, it's been how long since Borat has come out? Yeah. <laughs> You're talking like 10, 15 years. I don't even know. But um, yeah, Coles, that's a, that's a funny one. <laughs> um, Duffy chiming in again. Should I also throw in Addison to the, to the deal, bud, to get rid of them all? Um, 
I mean, if if they're if they're say, if their stance is no, we're, I'm not going to take that. And adding Addison into the deal will get you to make that move. I'm fine with it, just because those two players that you're talking about getting are are, you know, uh, they're game breakers. So I don't know, Shane. Do you agree? Yep, I I agree. Yeah, if it takes that, then sure. But yeah, fantasy team loses and my Patriots lose. Yeah, tank for Caleb. I I wonder, man. I don't know because. Oh, <laughs> Carolina Carolina won today. They're not winless anymore. So yeah. uh it's definitely possible. I mean New England's 2 and 6, so they're in the bottom uh category of of teams. So yeah, if you can tank for Caleb, go ahead, but uh my Chicago Bears and the Panthers are trying as well. So good luck, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Uh are y'all watching the game is truck not getting rowdy for the Bears Chargers? I am. I am watching the game. Yeah. It is right here. The Bears are losing 7 to 0 and uh bag has not looked the best as of yet so waiting for that to turn around before i get hyped but uh i am i am getting rowdy for the bears game um and uh born got injured kendrick born got injured i did i, I must have missed that did you did you see anything with that Shane? i didn't know i didn't but you know i i didn't uh, see that one come through no neither did i so we'll we'll look into that but calls thanks for that uh tidbit there i appreciate it but uh, yeah, so next week the Patriots are taking on Washington. Uh, it's in Foxborough, and like I said, Miami's taking on Kansas City in Germany. That's going to be a great game for those German folk out there. Yep. Uh, all right, moving on. The New York Jets beat the New York Giants in oh. incredible fashion, thirteen to ten. What an ugly game. Um, the uh, the Jets improved to four and three, four and three. The New York Jets and the Giants fall to two and six. Um, what stood out to you the most in this game? And uh, what what are your hot points? Uh, Brees Hall is 100% back to the old Brees Hall. That is for sure. That is for sure was on display with that 50-yard touchdown catch uh, he had. So, And then similarly, like if you've got Saquon Barkley, uh, that'd probably be it. But I would be super concerned if I'm a Saquon Barkley owner. owner. I mean, we already know Daniel Jones is out for the year. Tyro Taylor is currently, I think, still at the hospital being checked out. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, no matter what comes up, he probably is not going to play at least a couple of games if you're being in hospital evaluation. So that's going to be another ugly situation. Darren Waller left the game early, and who knows what his status will be going forward. So. Yeah, Darren Waller uh, leaves with a hamstring injury in the second quarter, and Tyrod Taylor gets hurt. Insert Tommy DeVito uh, ended <laughs> ended ended the game with two completions for minus one yards. Um, he did have a rushing touchdown, so that was a bright side of it, you know. Um, but because of that, Saquon Barkley he had thirty six carries for one hundred and twenty eight yards. Uh, Dayball came out and was like, "Yeah, we're just we were just trying to win the game old fashioned way, just run the ball nonstop." Yeah. You know, I mean, that's what you have to do when you have a third string quarterback in. So, um, yeah, Barkley, you know, be weary of uh, the offense not being able to move the ball. But I mean, man, if you're getting thirty plus carries a game for Saquon Barkley, you're you're in a good spot. So, um, but yeah, man, Brees Hall ended the day with fourteen. No, I'm sorry, eighteen touches, ninety three scrimmage yards, but. That was, you know, the majority of that was in the passing game. Uh, kind of a quiet day on the ground. Uh, Zach Wilson throws for 240 yards and a touchdown, but he had a QBR of 35.5, <laughs> so not good. Um, just overall, the Jets just looked inadequate offensively until the end of the game. 
Zach Wilson makes a couple great throws to put them in position to kick a field goal to send it into overtime, and then they win the game. So, like, um, it, you know, 240 and a touchdown, that's not terrible, but. Truck, are they going to somehow end up in the playoffs? Yes, they're, they're making the playoffs, and Aaron Rodgers is coming back this season. Oh, my god! Did you see Aaron Rodgers crazy. throwing the ball? He was throwing the ball. He yeah. was throwing the ball. He's stepping into the throws. He looked good. Like he, and this is this is how many weeks? Uh, five weeks outside of this injury. Like, yeah. this Jets team. I you know I called it. I knew they were going to win this game, and I, they did. They pulled it out. So, um, but yeah, the Jets are taking on the Chargers next week, Monday Night Football, uh, and the Giants have the Vegas Raiders. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a good spot for the Giants to be in, taking on the Raiders next week. So uh, that'll be an ugly game. Two bad teams taking each other on. Yeah. Um, Josh, another question. Would you trade Jacobs and Puka for Trevor Lawrence and ETN? Um, What's your QB situation like, Josh? Yeah, we need some context here. Uh, Puka, another quiet game. We'll talk about him in a little bit. Uh, Jacobs is kind of hot and cold. I mean, he does get a lot of targets out of the backfield, which you, you love to see for a running back. But if you can get ETN yeah. in any trade, yeah, you know what I mean? It's looking like the way to go. And Trevor Lawrence um, should be having better games. They're, they're, I think they're, what are they, six and two right now? They're looking pretty yeah, good. Looking good. Travis Etienne. Yeah. I got Patty. Oh, you got Patty. Yeah. Patty if Mahomes. you have, yeah. If you have um, no decent ones on the waiver either, if you have Patrick Mahomes, man, I don't think I would make that trade. You don't necessarily need uh, your backup. Like, I, I mean, the no decent ones on the waiver wire. I'm sure there aren't, but there's going to be one serviceable one that you can stream um, when the time comes when you need one. But Patty Mahomes doesn't miss games. You saw it today. He had a, he had the flu and he was still out there. I mean, they lost the game. He didn't play well, but he's still out there. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Do you agree, Shane? Would you you wouldn't make that trade then, right? Probably. I that was my first reaction, but now I'm trying to think about this. Yeah, because I mean. Travis Etienne, but no, you're never going to start Trevor Lawrence. Uh, try, try to forget about today with Puka's game. Like, I haven't. I think he was still targeted pretty heavily in that game. Yeah. Um, well, here, Shane, let me put it to you this way: Would you trade Jacobs and Puka for Etienne? Yeah, that seems a little bit rich to me. A little rich. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, well, there you go. We'll, we'll, Josh, we'll, we'll try to work out something else for you, buddy. Just keep, uh, keep letting us know. Uh, Cole's chiming in. Bourne went down with, in the fourth uh, with a knee injury. He's getting an MRI tomorrow. They think it's an MCL. That's unfortunate since he was the one spot on the Patriots that you could you know, even consider starting on a weekly basis. So uh, that's yeah. unfortunate. I hope he gets better. Um, Duffy, what are your thoughts on Monty rest of season? Um, Shane, you want to kick it off since Monty was on your uh, my guys list at the beginning of the year? And he yeah. kind of was on fire to start the season. How do you feel about him coming back from this injury? I feel confident if you're looking at acquiring him. Um, like it's not, he's not coming off a major, like, you know, a knee, a hamstring, uh, anything like that. So I, I think he's probably back next week or the week after at that. But I mean, you've seen that all good that offense is. And as he's playing, he's almost a lock for a touchdown when he's playing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, we're going to see Gibbs uh, tomorrow night and I think Gibbs has a really good game tomorrow night. 
Um, but I'm just I'm not worried about the David Montgomery role when he comes back. This team loves him. The mm-hmm. coach loves him. They rely on him. He's a different type of runner than Jameer Gibbs. So I think you're you're safe. Um, granted, he he might not have as large of a role as he had since Gibbs. If he has back to back really good games, um, you know he may have carve out a, a bigger role than he once had in the beginning of the season. However, I'm still confident with Monty. He's a locked-in starter for me. Coles, Mahomes is washed. Okay, buddy. You're, I think you're – Coles, you're... <laughs> you got to put that – drink the water on the plane, bud. Ask for water. He took he took one Coke too many too. vitamins for the plane for the plane ride. Coles is on his way from Louisiana back to Austin, so he's not with us. So, uh, Safe travels, Coles. Safe travels. Uh, all right, moving on. We have the Jacksonville Jaguars beating the Pittsburgh Steelers 20-10. to the Jaguars improved to six and two, and the Pittsburgh Steelers fall to four and three. I knew the Steelers had to lose a game here, you know, sooner or later, right? They can't mm-hmm. keep winning games um, somehow, some way. So, um, yeah, man, the Jags look good. The Jags look really, really good. Yeah. Um, go ahead. It was good to see. Um, it was good to see bounce back game for Calvin Ridley and his owners. Yes, that was definitely one of the talking points for this game is Calvin Ridley. It's like um, he's hot and cold. He's good and bad, but you kind of got to play him with the matchups, right? So like this this game, as I was talking through this in the week, you know, coming up to this, I was like, you know, I don't like Calvin Ridley because of how hot and cold he is, but this is a good matchup. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Steelers rank uh, 31st against opposing wide receivers. So um, you have to just keep in mind of that moving forward if there's a good matchup. And they're bad at defending wide receivers. He probably is going to have one of his better games, but um, you know, I don't know. He's uh, six for eighty-three on ten targets. Like you know, he had a good game, but not that good, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how about Kenny Pickett? Kenny Pickett leaves late in the first half with a rib injury. He goes down. In comes Mitchell Trubisky. Throws for one hundred and thirty-nine yards, including a twenty-two-yard touchdown pass to George Pickens in the third. Uh, that was good to see, uh, but he did also throw two interceptions. Yeah, shocker. Right? Shocker. Mitch, hey, Mitch Trubisky. Chuck, can you take this for a second? I got to get something real quick. Yeah, no, take your time. Go ahead. Um, and then also with this Pittsburgh uh, Jaguars game, Minka Fitzpatrick left in the first quarter with a uh, hamstring injury, so that hurts the Steelers' defense moving forward. We'll keep an eye on that. Um, Deontay Johnson is all the way back. I didn't think that was going to happen this way, but uh, he had eight receptions. Uh, where are we at here? Hold on. Uh, eight receptions for 85 yards on 14 targets. 14 targets for Deontay Johnson for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Pickens was held to just one catch. It was that 22-yard touchdown. So um, I didn't think it would shake out that way, but Deontay Johnson's a great quarter or great wide receiver, and uh, even with Mitchell Trubisky. I was just talking, Shane, about – Deontay Johnson is all the way back. Eight catches, 85 yards on 14 targets. Completely dominated this wide receiver room while Pickens was held to just one catch, that 22-yard touchdown. So um, I didn't think it was going to happen this way, and I didn't think Deontay would come, you know, jump back into the swing of things like this. Uh, Did that surprise you at all? Yeah. I mean, I thought, you know, I wasn't quite sure after last week if that was going to continue, but, um, you know, now if we could just get him into the end zone. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. you know since he hasn't scored in a year well, and eight games that was his thing last year his, yeah he uh, didn't score all last year yeah 
Yeah, so um, we'll see if if that changes at all, but I wouldn't be too hopeful with Mitchell Trubisky at the helm. No, you know, but I could. I'm just a bitter Bears fan, so we'll. <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe that's what that is. Um, all right, so uh, how about Travis Etienne? We talked about him briefly earlier, but uh, another massive game: 24 for 79 on the ground. He also had three for 70 in the air uh, with a touchdown. Um, just he's one of the best running backs in the NFL, and he shows it week in and week out. Uh, Evan Ingram had himself a day, 10 targets, 10 receptions, 88 yards. Uh, he's just a great tight end to have moving forward, like to, to go into the playoffs with. Yeah, I think I was thinking about this today with him. Like, if you are not great at tight end, that's probably the tight end I would target in trades because not a lot of people put him in the same regard as like Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews, but he's been tied in six or seven in five out of seven games. And this week he's going to be top five again with that line. So that may be like, he's one of the most consistent tight ends, but you may be able to get him cheaper than one of those uh, Andrews, a Kelsey type. Oh, 100%. Like just thinking about myself, if I had him, I wouldn't be charging too much for him you know yeah um so that's a that's a great point um all right so we have a uh, duffy quick question here what do you guys think the falcons quarterback situation is going forward so um i was going to talk about this um as we got into the game but we can just talk about it now since you're mm -hmm. asking um we saw desmond ritter go down uh in the second quarter with a, a concussion right so in came t uh, taylor heineke so the coach made comments saying that um Playing Tyler Tyler uh, Heineke for the rest of the game was not performance related for Ritter. He made that very clear. Do I believe him? No, I I don't believe him. But he did come out and say that, so it's not definitive that Taylor Heineke is the quarterback moving forward. Although I think he should be. Shane, what is your opinion on the matter? Um, what do, What do you think? How do you make sense of this nonsense? If I was a team like the like the Falcons that are in serious contention for that that top, that uh, South Division, I would be playing Heineke, um, moving the ball better. I mean, Ritter had a, that crucial. It didn't hurt him last week, but he had a crucial turnover at the goal line. Um, you know, I would probably put him in and play him, but I, I don't know. It's Arthur Smith is one of those weird coaches that you know you don't know what he's going to do. So I would agree. It's not a guarantee you're going to see Heineke in there next week. Yeah. I, I, you know, we'll see how the week develops, but just for the coach to come out and say that it wasn't performance related and it was um, injury related based on, they just, you know, didn't want to chance anything. So something we got to monitor moving forward. Yep. Uh, Caden, the Colts fan, first time uh, I don't recognize the name, but thank you for joining. We appreciate it. And uh, he is up to he and uh, the guy he's facing has Herbert, and he has Gibbs. Okay. Um. So yeah, I mean the Chargers are up fourteen nothing right now. Um. If you're up to and he has Herbert right now, uh, I mean we'll we'll see how the rest of this game feels but i think gibbs has a good game next uh tomorrow tomorrow night uh, shane how do you feel about it yeah i think you look at probably he at least does what he did last week uh it may be a little better facing the raiders caden if you you need to be rooting for the bears to keep stumbling on offense because maybe if the chargers gets up one more score they're not going to be doing much passing in the second half so 
Uh, yeah, you better start soon because I think the Bears are going to score soon. So <laughs> that's, uh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Be on the lookout. Um, at four, I was up 90 points. I had Mixon, Zay, and the 49ers D. He had Herbert, Kittle, Gus Edwards, and now oh, it's a tie game. Yeah, Gus Edwards. Yeah, yeah, Gus Edwards will do that. You know, he had a great matchup. Um, that Ravens offense is humming now. So, yeah, that's tough. Tough. Uh, Coles thinks he's a funny guy. Um, Falcons quarterback situation. Do you think the Bears should trade ta- uh, Bajent for some lawnmowers to replace the ones that were stolen from Soldier Field in September? Um, no, no, I don't think they should do that. He's, uh, he's, I think, uh, he's got some moxie, he's got some potential. So we'll see what he's got. Okay. Hey, Coles, Coles, did you know that his dad was a professional arm wrestler? Did you know that? He he did actually know that I'll answer yeah. for him. We we had a conversation about it. He called me. He's like, dude, do you know his dad's like a total yeah. badass? And that's like, like, he's like an arm wrestler. That's the drinking <laughs> game for tonight. Every time Collinsworth or them mentions that, you gotta take a drink. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good one. That's funny. Um all right, so back to the game. Uh quiet game for Christian Kirk, uh, outside of Evan Ingram and Calvin really doing well. But other than that, you know, it is what it is. Jacksonville wins uh, a good game there. So uh, next week, Pittsburgh is taking on Tennessee Thursday night football. And we'll talk more about Tennessee with uh, Will Levis mm-hmm. looking pretty good over there. And uh, Jacksonville is on a bye next week. So everybody that you had, Travis Etienne is on a bye, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Christian Kirk. So that may hurt some lineups next week. But uh, tune into the roadshow. We'll, we'll help you figure out where you're going from there, you know. Um, all right, so moving on, we have the Atlanta Falcons. Good segue, taking on uh, losing to the Tennessee Titans, twenty-eight to twenty-three. Uh, the Falcons fall to four and four. The Tennessee improves to three and four. Um, yeah, so we just talked about the whole Ritter and uh, Taylor Heineke thing. Uh, London also, Drake London suffers a groin injury. I didn't, I didn't know when this happened. I didn't see. Did you see when it happened? It was second um, half sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, something to monitor moving forward. Bijan Robinson scores his first rushing touchdown. Yes, finally. How about it, huh? Yes. Outside of that, though, still pretty quiet of a game. I think he had 11 carries, and um, uh, what's his name? Algier still had eight carries. So, yeah. you know. Um, well, he had what surprised me. was what It was either zero or maybe one catch, but no receiving work for him. Um, Bijan? Yeah. Five targets, zero receptions, yeah. zero yards. Yes, yeah. So you got to get him involved in the passing game. You mm-hmm. got to. You got to. So um, the real story in this game was Will Levis. Um, Will Levis coming into the season, I, I was telling Coles this. I was talking about him. like, dude, as soon as Levis gets a chance, like this guy has so many chips on his shoulder from this offseason, uh, not being drafted in the first round. People talking mad shit about him with the whole banana and coffee with putting mayo in his coffee. He's, he he does some gross things, okay? But he went out there and just balled the fuck out. Uh, I think he had, uh, what was it, 238 yards and four touchdowns. Yep. And it, I think, you know, I talked about it earlier, Tannehill, two touchdowns on the entire season so far. And then uh, Levis comes in and throws four. So Levis is the guy moving forward, right? He, yeah, he's he has to be has to be. And it was weird. Has they had be. they had all this talk coming in like, oh, we're going to we're going to kind of run a two QB system with Malik Willis and in and out. And he just he looked the part, too, with the throws. Oh, absolutely. 
Yeah, he he really did. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins helps. When you're throwing the mm-hmm. ball to DeAndre Hopkins, it helps, no matter what type of uh, passes you're throwing. But, I mean, man, the first one, he just chucked it deep and hit him, just a, dropped it in the bucket for him. So DeAndre Hopkins kind of reminded us what kind of player he is, which I love because I have him in lineups. I questioned to start him. It was it was very nervous to start him in this game with the whole quarterback situation, but it worked out well. Four for mm-hmm. one twenty eight and three touchdowns. It looks like Tannehill was the problem all along, and uh, yeah, great game, great yeah. game, man. I, I can't wait to see what Will Levis does in the second game moving forward. And Tyson Bajan just throws an interception. Oh man, that was a bad throw. <sighs> that was bad. That, that was, was really bad. Yeah. So not looking good for the Bears. Fuck. No. Um, all right. Anyway, Atlanta is taking on Minnesota in Atlanta next week, and the Tennessee Titans are taking on uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers Thursday night football, like I mentioned earlier. So, mm-hmm. uh, All right. Next game we're going to talk about is the Houston Texans losing to the Carolina Panthers 15-13. to 13. Uh, The Panthers win their first game. They're no longer winless. They're one and six. Houston falls to three and four. Uh, Duffy intercepted. Yes. 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 We saw that tea bag mm-hmm. throws a pick. Not good. Not good. Hoping uh, he can turn that around and uh, forget about it quickly. But Chargers are probably going to score on this drive and 21 uh, 0. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. This could get ugly quick. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, Carolina no longer winless. Um, say goodbye to Miles Sanders, right? Like this is this was the official end of the road for him. He had two carries. He was not involved in the passing game. Um, Chuba Hubbard, fifteen carries. Yep. And two, uh, bad news. Four catches too. Also four catches. But the bad news: Chuba Hubbard, twenty-eight yards yeah. on fifteen carries. That is a one point nine yards per carry. That is atrocious. Yes. So, um, you know, you like to see the touches. You like to see the volume, but you got to see the production along with it. It just um, that's not a good, you know, um, not good for Chuba when he finally gets the reins. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, decent day for Adam Thielen, eight for 72. Uh, bad game for Houston as uh, CJ Stroud struggles. Um, they just didn't seem to get anything going. I mean, on the ground, we were looking for Pierce and Singletary. Uh, Pierce had 12 carries. Singletary had 10. Oh, I mean, sorry, Chuck. Is... Excuse me. I got somebody else coming in the door. Tonight. <laughs> no, you're good. Go ahead. Go right. ahead, man. Yeah, Don't bye. worry about it. We're, we're on a live stream. Don't worry, man. Things happen. Um, so, yeah, Pierce and Singletary. Uh, I was curious about this moving forward, but it's a 50-50 split, I think. Um, Pierce had a touchdown earlier that got called back. So, uh, unfortunately, he got vultured by the fullback. I hate to see that, which, uh, you know, a position that is basically non-existent anymore. Uh, Duffy, should I do JJ for Adam straight up? Yes. Yes. I would do JJ for Adam straight up. I would do that immediately. If it comes through, hit accept right away. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, it was kind of an ugly game. Houston Texans and the Carolina Panthers. Um you know, Panthers win 15 to 13. They finally got a win. And Houston's taking on Tampa Bay next week uh, in Houston. Carolina is uh, at home against uh, Indianapolis, taking on the Colts. All good, Shane? Yeah, it's crazy. So they had like 
these kids that were doing something in the neighborhood and they were tearing down some little sign in the neighborhood. And so now the police were going door to door asking, like, have we seen any kids? Oh, drive? Mischief. All those, I know. All those like, kids on mischief night. That's funny. I'm like, um, no, just, I haven't. But <laughs> um, he, he said this. I asked this. He asked this earlier. Trade JJ for Adams. I told him yes. Hit it. Accept yep. immediately. Would you agree? Yep, I agree. Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. Uh, Jim Jam, thanks for joining, and thanks for asking a question. Would you trade Mahomes, Thielen, and Warren for Lamar, uh, Brees Hall, and Connor, a half-point PPR to the Kelsey owner? Oh. oh, so the Kelsey owner wants Mahomes and Thielen yeah. and Warren. You'd be getting Lamar, Brees Hall, and Connor. Um, uh, Jim Jam, what, what's your running back situation? Is, is Warren a – backup is he a starter for you i would get yeah and what's your wide receiver room like too trading away Thielen and not getting yeah. another wide receiver in return um i mean trading mahomes away to the kelsey owner is always like faux pas you know no, what I mean? and i don't know if you talked about a truck why i had to Correct. go make sure the the mischiefs weren't doing anything in the neighborhood but i'm not a big sell high <laughs> on Thielen guy right now like he is perfectly suited for what Bryce Young does well, which is short area targets, right? So yeah. that's going to continue every week. I feel. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, put it this way, Jim Jam. If you're li if you're listening still, um, if you're hurting for running back, like Brees Hall is a major upgrade for depending on what you have. Um, if if you have a a really lengthy wide receiver list and Thielen, you're not really using. Um, I would this trade would make sense to me. Uh, however, if you don't need running backs, like what do you, you know what I mean? I, I just want to, I need some context. I, I want to know what the rest of your team is looking yeah. like uh, before I can give you a, a good answer to this. But at the same time, Lamar is a great quarterback and Brees Hall is a phenomenal running back. So yeah. um, here we go. Brown and Diggs are starting wide receivers. He has Bijan Warren Foreman on his running backs. I'm down bad at running backs waiting Ooh. for the A-chain train. Um, in that case... Uh, in that case, yeah, I think I would do this trade. I think, think so, too. Yep, yeah, I think so, too. I think Foreman is not having much time left there. So um, you're going to see it in the game like tonight. If they get behind, he gets run out of, uh, run out of the game script. you got uh, Herbert coming back, what, in two weeks? Um, yes. Yeah, it yeah. should be two weeks. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Jim J in, in this situation, I would make that deal. Yeah, I yeah I agree. Since you're you need that running back, and you're getting Hall and Connor, Connor's coming back soon. So yeah, you'll be in a good spot. Like it. Uh, all right, moving on. We have the Los Angeles Rams and your Dallas Cowboys. How about it? Huh? The Cowboys win forty three to twenty. The Cowboys improve to five and two. The Rams fall to three and five. What did you see here? Shane, other than other than dominance. Well, it was good. So it started last week when they played the Chargers. It is good to see that they are finally figured out a way to play a true number one receiver in CeeDee Lamb. You know, so he's got, I think, 22 targets in the last two games. But before that, like they weren't they weren't lining him up like today. They lined him up in multiple spots out wide in the slot out of the backfield, just creating space and mismatches for him. So they're doing what they need to do with him um, yeah. as a true number one, which is finally good to see. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, CD Lamb had a massive game, 12 for 158 and two. Uh, his best, you know, possibly one of the best games of his career, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty close. Been, yeah, pretty close. Um, yeah. Pollard's now been under 50 yards rushing in three straight games. What is going on? Do do Pollard owners need to panic? I'm I'm one of them. I have Pollard in a league, and I'm, I mean, you know, at the beginning of the season, I'm like, all right, this guy's great. You know, I have a I have close to a top ten running back. You know, fringe top ten, and now it's like top twenty. You know, top fifteen. If you're, you know, if yeah, I just don't get it. How do the how do the how do the Cowboys win forty three to twenty? You're up. You're winning, and you're not running the ball. And you're not giving Pollard work. Like he still had 4.4 yards per carry, mm-hmm. still had 12 12 carries. But it's like, I, I mean, what's going on? Like I, I just I don't get it. I, I'm guessing because you know in the fourth quarter that he didn't. They kind of pulled him. They pulled Dak. So Rico Dottle was playing fourth quarter. But even before that, though, they missed must have seen something in the defensive matchups to tilt more to a passing game in this game than yeah. rushing. Um, which is odd because, like, coming in, the Rams' defense was number one in passing touchdowns allowed. I think they had only allowed, like, four or five all year. Yeah, the Rams' defense was really good. I I, I made a boneheaded mistake, and uh, right before the, right before the kickoff, I'm, like, going through the, our pick'em league and, like, what games. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm like, for some reason, the Rams just stood out to me as, like, an upset pick, and I picked <laughs> the Rams. And immediately, like, within 10 yeah. minutes, I was like – Immediate regret. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was rough. Um, yeah, yeah, man. Stafford left briefly with a thumb injury. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, obviously, you saw that you're watching the game. Uh, but you know, alongside with that, the Rams' backfield, uh, kind of the same story as last week. Henderson with the volume and Freeman with the efficiency. He, yep. he did more with the touches. He did get the touchdown. Um, but Henderson was actually the one catching passes. He led the team in receptions, uh, or I'm sorry, receiving yards with 54. So, like, you know, I feel like we didn't get any clarity. No, or, or, I think, or was this the clarity? I think it is. I think it's what I mean. Literally, Sean McVay said last week after the game, expect a similar type of, in essence, expect a similar type of running back workload breakdown as you saw this game and that's what it was this week he got i think what three more carries more receptions henderson got tackled down at the one he did have a goal line opportunity but was tackled short yeah um then what didn't have a chance to to you know capitalize again a second time so for me i'm still tilting henderson in that backfield until kyron williams gets back yeah yeah, good. Well put. Um, now the Cowboys defense uh, held uh, Puka and Cooper. I'm not messing those names mm-hmm. up this time. Uh, held them to both a quiet day. Now this is Cooper Cup's second quiet day in a row, um, quiet week in a row. Uh, last week it was all Puka and no Cooper, and this week it is no Puka or Cooper. So um, are you worried at all? I mean, this Rams offense, like we thought was really, really good, but like Stafford's like being – Stafford is just good enough to get things done and to supply um, enough workload. And originally when Cooper comes back, I'm thinking, yeah, Stafford has it in him to support both Puka and Cooper, but like, does he, you know, like, I mean, I I'm questioning that now. 
I think forward. part of today was also, and Dallas does this to a lot of teams, when they get up a couple touchdowns, you know, 14, 17 points, I mean, the pressure and the lack of time Stafford had to throw, and yeah. I think that just plays a huge factor. They, Whenever the Cowboys get up big, they just unleash. They've got one of the deeper pass rushing lines in the league, and it just makes things uncomfortable. Um, but you know, this Stafford situations, you got to watch it. If this is something that requires surgery and going to be out four to six weeks, then Cooper cups, another one of those guys, like, like the Vikings, you know, that you maybe need to look at putting offers out there. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I'm, I'm worried as a, as a Cooper owner and as a Puka owner as well. Um, we'll see what happens, but uh, big day for Dak Prescott, 304 yards, four touchdowns, one pick. Um, you love to see that. And uh, both Cooks and Fergie both caught a touchdown, huh? Yep, it was. Spreading them around. It was. Nice. I think going forward, Ferguson is kind of that more consistent receiving, that second receiving option that yeah. you're going to see. So if you've picked him up as a tight end, you know, hang on to him. Yeah, definitely. Um, next week, the Rams are at Green Bay. Uh taking on the Packers and Dallas is at Philly taking on the Eagles. I'm excited for that game. Uh, what is your gauge? Uh, how do you feel about going into that game next week? Coming off a big win. Think it could be, I feel, you know, they, I think they can throw the ball on them. I mean, we just saw Sam Howell throw for four touchdowns today against Philly. Almost, almost 400 yards and almost 400 yards. Pollard, just go ahead and put it down. Pollard, that's going to be another game under 50 yards rushing next week. It's going so to be is rough. he going to be a red light running back next yeah, week? Shane? Little teaser, yeah. <laughs> okay, I like it. Yeah, man, it, it makes a lot of sense. And uh, yeah, Philly, you can throw on Philly and Dallas put on display. They're they're willing to throw the ball and uh, throw it well. So uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, let's see uh, if the Bears can uh, make anything happen on this drive. Um, third and six, big third down here. Let's see what happens. Just as we take a second here, uh, T-Vex steps yeah. back. Hey, how about oh, it? DJ Moore, nice I, catch. I nice love catch. Yeah, that's some DJ Moore action Maybe Maybe me. we need to stop and, and watch okay. the game a little bit more. <laughs> Bringing some good juju to the Bears. Yeah. Let's go, baby. Um, all right, big play. How about it? Uh, all right, next game, we have the uh, Minnesota Vikings beating the Green Bay Packers 24-10. to The Vikings improve to 4-4. Four and four. The Packers fall to 2-5. and five. Uh, the big thing about this game, Shane, uh, Kirk Cousins may have played his last yeah. game as a Minnesota Viking. Goes down with a torn Achilles. Uh, it's pretty obvious in the footage uh, and from what I saw on the field. And, you know, we were talking about it earlier. Um, this is bad news for all pass catchers. Um, I don't know what they do moving forward. To me, you're four and four. You have a legit chance of making the playoffs. You have to trade for a quarterback. Who that's going to be, I'm not the right person to tell them, uh, but they'll make the decision themselves. I don't know about Jaron Hall. Or is it Jaron Hall, Jalen Hall? Do you know? I think Jaron Hall. Jaron Hall. So I have a buddy, a good buddy of mine, who's a diehard Vikings fan. I mean, this guy bleeds uh, the purple and uh, the purple and gold. And um, he – He's he was asking me. He's like, "What do you think we should do?" And I'm like, "Well, you guys need to you need to get a quarterback. I mean, you, how do you trust Jaron Hall? It's like the Bears, right? Mm -hmm. If the Bears were in your position and you have Tyson Bagent right now, I mean, it's different because we have Fields coming back. But I I don't know, man. 
I don't know. I'm worried about this uh, this Vikings offense, you know, yeah, as a whole. For sure. Um, how about uh, Alexander Madison? Uh, 16 carries to Cam Akers, nine. So that trend that we were seeing the previous game didn't really come into fruition this game. Uh, Madison took the bulk of the carries. Uh, however, neither one of them were very good with the carries they got. They were both right around the two yards per carry. So, I mean, I, what what stood out to you between those two? Yeah, the same thing. I thought it would be more 50-50 or start splitting the way towards Akers. But, uh, you know, it's still, for some reason, they're trotting Madison out there. And then maybe some of that was they're sitting on a lead and, you know, just going to pound Madison up up in there. But Yeah, that's they, very possible. That, that may have been helped out with it. Yeah. Uh, decent game for K.J. Osborne, Jordan Addison, and T.J. Hawkinson. Unfortunately, that may have been the last good game yeah. that they have. So uh, Jordan Love continues to struggle. Uh, he had a QBR of 16.9. Rough. Oh, 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 is that? Oh, almost caught a touchdown pass. Velas Jones in the end zone. Velas. Uh, that looked like a bad God. throw. Looked like a bad throw. <laughs> Did you see it? Yeah, he, he just like, like falls down. He slipped or something. He just sit there and catch it. Yeah, yeah, falls. Uh, how do you not catch that? Yeah, I didn't see that angle of it. Yeah, that was right in his pocket. Yeah, you I got it. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, that's such a Bears thing to do. You just. Oh my god. Velas, the third round pick. <sighs> that's rough. Twenty six years old. Is it soft sophomore wide receiver? Mm. Well, out route. You catch that? Let's go. Let's go, Comet. All right, we're, things are turning around. It's okay. We're we're not dead yet. It's only seventeen to zero against the Chargers. Um. All right. So yeah, Jordan Love continues to struggle. Jaden Reed was the leading wide receiver overall, but very unexciting just across the board. Uh, yeah. Aaron Jones. What's going on with Aaron Jones? Um. I I mean, we saw someone's trying to trade them already. Are you worried if you were? Are you an Aaron Jones owner? Do you have him? I'm, I'm not. I don't have him. So, but yeah, I would be just concerned just because of the offense. Yeah, the offense looks terrible. And, it, you know, prior to his injury, he looked like that one bright spot on the team, but that's not even helping them, you know. And this was, this was a good matchup. Yeah. The Vikings, like I saw after the first half was over, maybe it was the first. Yeah, I think it was the first half. The Vikings are allowing the most points. Um, in the first half, which was like 30 and like the cheat, uh, the, uh, the, um, the Packers were, um, forcing only three points on average. So like, it's, you know, you have a, an offense that just can't score and you have a defense that is just getting riddled with touchdowns. So it's like, how do you not make it happen? But overall, um, ugly game because of the injury that cousin suffers and uh, green Bay, just not being able to figure it out, you know, um, rough, rough all around Minnesota's taking on, uh, the Falcons next week. They're going to be in Atlanta. Green Bay is at home hosting the, uh, Los Angeles Rams. <clears throat> Another completion. How about it? Tea bag. Um, all right, so uh, next game we have, we have the New Orleans Saints um, beat the Indianapolis Colts 38-27. to uh, The Saints improved to 4-4. Four and four. The Colts fall to 3-5. and five. Uh, Good game for Derek Carr. 310 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, he is a gunslinger, true and true. Yeah. Just chucking it up there. Big game for Rashid Shahid. Three receptions, 153 yards and a touchdown. 
ultimate boom bust start guy. I mean, you're going to only get three catches, four max, and just yeah. bank on those big plays. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, he's probably scoring all those points on someone's bench. There's no yeah. way anybody really started him, you know. Uh, how about Taysom Hill? Taysom Hill uh, continues to break the uh, rules of positional designations. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. at, at one point, Taysom Hill started off as a tight end, right? He's a tight end. And then all of a sudden, he's a quarterback, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now it's like now it's like he's a running back. He's scoring rushing touchdowns left and right. Um, two touchdowns on the ground today. He's just a safe play. Like we were talking about him getting picked up uh, on the waivers. Hopefully uh, he, he has been picked up. We'll see on the waiver wire uh, episode uh, either in the next couple of days. But um, yeah, he should not be on the waiver wire. No, and Superior. I just I'm gonna take it one step further. I think he is a weekly must start at the tight end position. Yes, well, especially right at the tight end position when you don't really have this kind of production. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like this guy's scoring touchdowns on a weekly basis. Yeah. If Taysom Hill is on your waiver wire, pick him up. And if you don't have one of those top six tight ends, start him. Yeah, 100%. because when they put him in the wildcat near the end zone, it's almost like the tush push. Like it's almost yeah. an automatic score. Yeah, yeah, he's he's really really good, man. Really really good. Uh, Alvin Kamara continues with another great game. He had a touchdown on the ground and a touchdown in the air. Um, Jamal uh, Jamal Williams coming back is having no effect on his uh, workload, so that's no. great to see. Uh, Kamara, uh, top ten running back moving yeah. forward, in my opinion, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, and he's doing, I think, half of his production, if not a little bit more, all they're receiving. So, yeah, his floor, and it's safe, even if Williams is back. Yeah. Um, Gardner Minshew, um, you know, not so great of a game, 213 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Uh, but the main talking point for me on the Colts is Jonathan Taylor, Zach Moss, right? Um, I tried, I was preaching this last week that I just think this is going to be this way. The rest of the season, it's going to be that 50, 50, that 60, 40 split. Zach Moss isn't going anywhere. Um, he got the goal line carries today. Like he was in there at goal line. He scored a touchdown. He had, he's the one with the rushing touchdown, Jonathan Taylor, 12 carries, 95 yards, Zach Moss, 11 carries 66 yards. So it's like, I mean, it's a tandem. It's hard to shelf someone that's playing really well. He's breaking off big runs, big chunk runs. Uh, he had a 41-yard uh, run today. Like, you know, to me, Jonathan Taylor is not going to be that the, the only one running back in the in the backfield. Do you agree, or do you think that there, he'll still separate himself? No, I think I, I tweeted this today. I th- as much as we want it to happen, I don't think the separation is going to happen. What was a co- little concerning to me as a Taylor owner in one league was – Taylor only had one carry in the fourth quarter. So I don't know what that was about really, but um, yeah. the, the carries were similar. They both had one explosive run. You know, Moss yep. went for 43 and Taylor went for 42 or vice versa. So, uh, no, I don't – if it's not happened at this point, I don't think the separation is happening. And they both had a, had a reception out of the backfield. So it's not like one is getting the, the passing workload. They're both. It's, it is a complete 50-50 split right now over the last two weeks. Um, I think the previous week it was 18 carries and 18 carries. Yeah. So, like, moving forward, this is what it's going to be. Like, Zach Moss is still, uh, you know, there. So 
you know, like Coles. Coles is trying to trade. He doesn't like Zach Moss moving forward. He's on the side that he thinks Jonathan Taylor is completely taken over, and he wants to trade me Zach Moss. Um, and uh, he wants uh, Henderson. Mm. And at and prior to this game, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, all right, you know, Henderson. I'm not using him on a weekly basis, but he's a nice volume piece to have, you know, active in the passing game. All my leagues are PPR. But I mean, how do you feel if you had Henderson? Would you trade him for Zach Moss? You know, it's I I would consider it. Like I think, like you know, he's gonna have an equal split. Uh, Henderson's only he's got two more weeks. If if Williams comes back after four games, it's two more weeks. Uh, you know, depending on what the status is on Stafford, you might say the Colts are even the better offense. I mean, they've scored 38 points last week and 27 points this week. Yeah. The Rams aren't doing that. No. All right. So you're saying I should send I should send I, him the offer. I, I wouldn't have said it last week because I thought this is the week that Taylor would separate himself. But if it's not happened by now, I don't know if it's going to. All right, so then I'm going to do it. I'm going to send Coles the offer when we get off the pod here, and uh, I'll I'll give him Henderson for uh, Zach Moss because I know I think you're right. Zach Moss I think does have rest of season value where Henderson doesn't once Williams comes back. So hey, how about a touchdown? Who is that? That is uh, I can't. See. My screen is very small right here. Who's is 25? That... That's not Roshan. No, 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 no. It's um. It looked like uh, Evans. Evans, I don't know. Oh, Dar- oh uh, Darrington Evans. Oh, that helps him. nobody. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> but, hey, touchdown for the Bears. I'll take it, right? Darrington Evans. Um, yeah, no, I they did have Travis Homer, who was supposedly, uh, you know, get back in the swing of things. But um, there goes Darrington Evans. Touchdown. Yep. All right. Um, so back to the game. Uh, Air, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I'm going to make that trade in, yep. in conclusion. I'm going to – I'll trade him Henderson for Zach Moss. And uh, we'll talk about that on the next episode. Um, Josh Downs, another big game, seven for 72. You saw this coming, right? The Saints are bad against the slot, and you have uh, a good a good pulse on that. So what, do you want to talk about that a little bit more? Yeah, I just – so that was one thing I started looking at this week. I've always valued a slot receiver in PPR leagues, but mm-hmm. and most people do. But, you know, this week I was really looking at the matchups and who is bad against slot receivers, and the Saints were one of the worst. So I figured – he had a pretty high floor, at least in that game, and it did. I think he had, what, 14, 15 PPR points. So Yeah. Uh, I think he is a set-it-and-forget-it wide receiver three each week. Yeah, I agree with you. He has wide receiver two upside, too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, with, if he scores a touchdown here, massive game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, Michael Pittman did score the touchdown. He had 13 targets to downs nine. Um, but with those 13 targets, eight for 40 in a touchdown. So uh, the volume isn't there. I'm sorry, the volume is there, but um, not much production out of it. So, mm-hmm. uh, But still, with 13 targets, I mean, Pittman and Downs should be in your lineups, uh, in my opinion. Um, yep. This this Colts offense, they they move the ball. You know, Gardner Minshew, who would have thought? Yep. Um, all right, so uh, moving on, we have the Eagles and Commanders. Uh, the Eagles beat the Commanders thirty-eight to thirty-one. The Philadelphia Eagles improved to seven and one. 
Um, and the Washington Commanders fall to three and five. What is going on with this? This, uh, you know, these last two times these guys played, the Commanders just keep this a close game. It's uh, thirty-one to thirty-eight. <laughs> you know, they they score points, man. They were winning fourteen. Uh, you know, at one point seventeen to ten. Mm-hmm. Um, like what? What's going on, dude? Yeah, um, they. You know, they've done it. They did it again last year. I mean, it's crazy. And we all had like, I mean, we all saw uh, John Dotson and Jameson Crowder scoring 47 PPR points, right? We all had, we all had that on our bingo card. I mean, yeah, Jameson Crowder, what the heck? Yeah, man, he popped up out of nowhere. Uh, Dotson, 10 targets, 8 receptions, 108 yards and a touchdown. This is what I envisioned for Dotson on a weekly basis starting the season. And I'm happy to finally see it happen, but it also gives me pause. Like, can you bank on it happening again? You know what I mean? Like if you have, most people don't have Dotson. I would imagine if, if he's tucked away in a bench somewhere, but um, I don't know, man, it's just, this team spreads the ball around 11, 10 targets for Dotson, seven targets for Crowder, 12 for McLaurin, eight for Logan Thomas, um, five for Antonio Gibson. Like Antonio Gibson is still heavily involved in the passing game. He had five catches, 28 yards. Like, he had one really good catch, actually, I saw. But my point is it's, it's like, I don't know, like Curtis Samuel shows up one game and then he doesn't. <laughs> and it's like, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I like Logan Thomas, caught a touchdown, six for 44. Like, he's, you know, for tight ends, go to, you know. Um, speaking of tight ends, he's a decent option, you know, on a weekly basis. Yeah. Um, and then Brian Robinson, um, 10 for 59, he's good average 5.9 per carry, but you know, kind of a, a, a lackluster day as he continues to kind of struggle to, um, get enough production or get enough volume to produce. But, but yeah, man, the Eagles dominant <laughs> AJ Brown, is this his sixth game or seventh game in a row with over 125 yards? Yeah, you know, it's crazy. It's, I said, I think. Besides uh, Tyreek Hill and Jamar Chase, there's no other receiver I'd want in fantasy right now for the rest of the yeah. season. Honestly, it's to me, it's it's Tyreek Hill then AJ Brown. Yeah, like, could be. And and, yeah. To, and that's that's based on the previous six games. Like we see this time and time and time again. AJ Brown is a monster. That one-handed catch on, yeah. at the side of the end zone <laughs> was so sweet. Yeah, I was like, wow, this is this guy is something special we're seeing it so yeah aj brown to me um my rest of season rankings he's number two for sure mm-hmm. yeah i could see that uh how about Devonte smith finally showing up finally getting enough looks today he had seven targets seven receptions 99 yards and a touchdown yeah that was good to, to see, see it. Yeah. it was only a matter of time like you're you just have to realize you're only going to get two good receiving plays out of this offense you're not going to see a game where you're going to get goddard smith and aj brown all having great days it's going to always be two like and Devonta had been the one kind of taking the back seat the last three four weeks yeah yeah it feels longer than that too yeah. you know so um deandre swift still dominates the backfield 16 carries 57 yards and a touchdown he's a great running back i have a buddy of mine that i consult uh his team with him and uh, he has a litany of wide receivers. Just um, he has uh, um, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Puka Nakua, Zay Flowers, 
did have Jordan Addison, but now that downgrade. And I was trying to get him. Uh, he needs help at running back. And I was trying to get him to trade uh, Puka Nakua for DeAndre Swift straight up. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised. And this was coming off of Puka's big game last week. And the DeAndre Swift owner declines it. He it, he was in heated negotiations. There goes Eckler. Big run. Big run. So, yeah, I don't know. I, do you think that's a fair trade, Puka, for Swift? Yeah, especially going into the week. Yes, that would have been 100%. Yeah. Yeah, that's and why I, think, I yeah, you just you just play Swift, and you know, I, you could say, oh, he's going to get hurt at some point, but I don't know if he's being used the way he was in Detroit. That that happens automatically, right? No, sixteen yeah. carries is not a lot. Yeah. So I mean, you know, granted, I'd like to see it in the twenty range, twenty-one, twenty-two, and you'll probably see a really, really good day out of him. But he's he's a really good running back, and this offense is really, really good. Offensive mm-hmm. line is great, so. Um, yeah, I'm I'm buying DeAndre Swift anywhere I can. Um, you know, while he continues to rack up these these good games, but not great games. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So uh, moving on, uh, let's talk about the Cleveland Browns taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Um, the Seahawks win twenty four to twenty. They improved a five and two. Seattle Seahawks are five and two. That 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 was shocking to me. <laughs> and uh, the Cleveland Browns are now four and three. Um, another game without Deshaun Watson, um, PJ Walker at the helm, uh, 248 yards, one touchdown, two picks. Um, PJ Walker has been surprising me. Like, yeah, he hasn't been playing great, but like he hasn't been playing that bad either, right? No. He's keeping these games close. Like, what are your what's your gauge yeah. on this? And the second interception was just a deflection, a fluke that just went right up in the air. You know, for the safety to have an easy interception, it wasn't like he made a bad read, a bad throw at all. Uh, I'm going to say, like, I don't know if they would be in the games they are the last three weeks if it was a Watson <laughs> playing instead of P.J. Walker. Now, that, I mean, that's my – I've always – I've had a bias against Watson heading into the season. I didn't think he was going to bounce back. But No, here, no. here's the thing. I, I was big on Watson, but when you say that, you're you're absolutely correct. Like you, like you, you're, you're right. Um, Watson, before he got injured in the previous game, he almost threw two picks. Yeah. Like he's, he's not playing confident out there. There's something wrong with him psychologically mm-hmm. where he's just not in the right headspace. I don't know what's going on, but yeah, PJ Walker is giving them a better chance to win games, which is crazy because you pay someone $230 million. Yep. How does, how, how is this organization okay with the decision that they made? <laughs> like, how are they not like just, gonna fire everybody at the end of the year like and, and i know they probably can't because that was really the owner that made that decision mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying that came yeah. from the top so yeah uh i don't know um kareem hunt 14 carries 55 yards and a touchdown he had the touchdown to kind of save his day um pierre strong 10 for 41 jerome ford did something happen to jerome ford in this game um i thought i saw something come through on our blur uh feed uh, I didn't see what's interesting though. I was going to, I had made a note of this is Kareem hunt did not get a carry outside of three minutes left in the third quarter, which was oh, like prior or after? No, a- after, after. So basically he went the final qu- quarter without any carries really, which was, which was interesting to me. Um, I don't know. And he was kind of quoted as saying, I don't know why I didn't. Um, I'm just here to play. Oh, really? But yeah. It, he he was pretty upset about it also. Okay. 
Uh, well, that's something to monitor. I mean, Kareem Hunt, I don't know what – I thought Jerome Ford, even coming off this injury – like, granted, I don't think Jerome Ford should have been active for this game. No, I agree. Like, you just – like, what are you doing? Like, you suffer, you suffer high ankle sprain a week ago, and you're cleared. Yeah. I, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and it's not like you need him. Like, you know what I mean? That Kareem Hunt and Pierre Strong are a good duo to where – Yeah. You know, get healthy, Jerome Ford, because I think he's the best running back in that backfield, and I want to see him come back. Um, you know, um, B Cork, I'm sorry for that Cleveland pick trucker. Yeah, yeah, that was. Um, I just underestimated Seattle. I, that's all I'm going to say. Um, and the Chargers scored another touchdown. Three tutties for my Herbert. <laughs> yeah, ouch uh, for um, was oh, that yes. Duffy? One of our guys before, sorry there, who's going against uh, Herbert has Gibbs on his Yes, team. I forget. I'm like scrolling through the, the the comments to find out who it was to give them a proper shout out. But uh, yeah, that's that's rough, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's rough. Hopefully Chicago can uh, make a comeback here, which, you know, I it, this is weird. I'm in a weird spot as a Bears fan. I want them to lose every game moving forward so we have a better draft pick. I know clear as day that there's no chance we have a at making a, a playoff push so why win any games you know uh totally fine with that but it's also it's like just keep it close mm-hmm. score some touchdowns do something that makes that keeps it happy you know yeah. so um to be fair uh b cork if pj didn't throw the ball off the guy's helmet they would have had it that's yeah. very true they uh were driving. we did not yeah they were driving we didn't mention that um a blunder uh ball flying right off the guy's helmet so uh very good point yeah cleveland almost had that game uh but yeah i was saying i'm underestimating the seattle seahawks and i i texted you guys i i put in our group chat um geno smith was just throwing dimes out there like mm-hmm. he he really was making some really big throws uh hitting his receivers uh throwing them open and you know he just played well played really well so yeah, yeah. um hats off to geno um Kenneth Walker, only eight for 66. Um, that was a little disappointing for me. I know this Cleveland defense is really, really good, so I probably should have tempered my expectations. But uh, Zach Charbonnet actually uh, did really well, five for 53, uh, 10.6 per carry. I mean, that's only on five carries, so small sample size. But had a 21-yard gain. He looked decent out there. Did you see him out there at all? Yeah, he looked good. And Walker would have had a better fantasy day. He just got a little bit of bad luck in that first quarter or the beginning of the second quarter they got down to like the three and they ran a reverse to bobo and so jake freaking bobo yeah bobo got the the two yard carry touchdown where it could, easily could have been walker that got a score and that fancy day looks much better just robbing kenneth walker for a touchdown <laughs> brutal yep. bobo you are brutal yeah. yeah unreal how how is the rookie wide receiver on the Seattle Seahawks, that is not Jackson Smith and Jigba scoring touchdowns on a weekly basis. Yeah, like what is this world coming to? Nobody saw this hat coming. Mm-hmm. So, Jake Bobo, um, you continue to uh, <laughs> make my brain hurt. So, uh, Tyler Lockett, big game, eight for eighty-one and a touchdown. Um, DK Metcalf, fourteen targets. Guess what his stat line was from 14 targets? Did he have two catches for 49 yards? It was just the Close. one big catch. Five, five for 60, five okay. for 67. Yeah. So five receptions on 14 targets. Yeah. What happened there? Right. And that just like 
where's the disconnect? Yeah. You know? Um, but uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, I know I just mentioned him, and he's not scoring touchdowns on a weekly basis. Another touchdown today. Uh, he had one, was it last week? Yeah, he did. Right? Yeah, because yeah, Metcalf was out last week. So Yeah, back-to-back yeah. touchdowns. Yeah. So that's great to see. And I was, I was worried for Lockett because of JSN's usage last week, thinking maybe this is a sign of a trend. But it's that wasn't the case because Lockett still had a really big game, and Lockett is Lockett does what Lockett does. Yeah, right? and that was it and it was especially the good to see because he really came in as, as a true game time decision. Like they had to run him through pregame warmups to see if his hamstring was going to be fine to play in that game. It wasn't a lock that he was going to be playing and starting. Yeah, yeah, very true, very true. Um, all right, only a couple of games left. Um, we have the Baltimore Ravens beating the Arizona Cardinals 31 to 24. This was a game. This game was a lot closer than I uh, anticipated. Uh, Baltimore improves to six and two. Arizona falls to one and seven. So they are the bottom two teams with uh, um, Carolina Panthers at one and seven and one and six. Um, yeah, man, I thought I was expecting after what we saw from the Ravens last week against the Lions defense. I'm thinking like this is just a juicy T-bone steak for the Ravens. You know this Arizona def- or this Arizona defense, and uh, I don't know. I just didn't get it. Lamar Jackson, um, 157 yards and a touchdown. Like, how do you go from having one of the better games in your career and then playing a terrible team and just not like I don't know. What's your what 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 did you see in this game? Because this one yeah. hurt me. And it was interesting. So I saw post game a quote from him and he was talking to reporters that he actually in the second half felt like they had gotten away from the running game. And they he actually talked to the offensive coordinator saying they needed to run the ball more, you know, in that final quarter. And so, yeah, he was it, it, I expected a better game from him. He just they looked a little bit out of sync with with all of his wide receivers. He had Odell left for a game for left the game for a little bit and then came back in, but yeah. Um yeah. I mean, I I just was expecting a lot more. So, yeah. uh but one thing that we did find out is Gus Edwards is the guy. Um you know, we were talking about him gearing up for this game and he had a great matchup. He was the one scoring touchdowns. He was the one getting the majority of the work, but the Ravens weren't running the ball all that much. As you just mentioned, how Lamar mentioned to the uh, offensive coordinator that they needed to change, and boy, did it change. Uh, Gus Edwards, 19 carries, 80 yards, and three touchdowns. Yeah, Just a massive game from a Baltimore running back. Um, the next running back, Justice Hill, had only four four touches. So it's like Gus Edwards is the guy moving forward. Gus Edwards could be an actual – a legit starter moving forward if the if the Ravens decide to run the ball more, which I mean they should. It's it's a key part of this offense. It's was the identity of this offense for a long time. Mm-hmm. And um, if you can combine those two worlds with the Ravens, you have a very uh, kind of an unstoppable offense, in my opinion. You yep. Know? Uh, Mark Andrews did save his day, four for forty and a touchdown. So uh, that's great to see. I know that was pretty early on, but. Um, other than that, pretty quiet. Zay Flowers, seven targets, five for 19. Very quiet day for Zay, which I wasn't expecting. Like, I like, again, I'm, I wanted fireworks. Yeah. And I didn't get them mm-hmm. other than Gus Edward fireworks, which are little, little, you know, uh, those pop them, pop it's mm-hmm. thing. He's fire <laughs> on the ground. So, 
not exciting, but uh, that's only coming from a non-Gus Edwards owner from me. So, um, yeah, man. And then the Cardinals, uh, Amari Di Mercado, or as we like to call him, Marty Di Mercado, uh, Marty D, 20 carries, 78 yards. Um, this guy was everywhere, man. He was running the ball nonstop. Um, the next running back had only two two carries, Keontae Ingram and Damian Williams, so two carries each. Like um, until Connor comes back, it's Amari Di Mercado, and he's um, you know he was utilized a lot, and he's a legit option. Like I mean, you got to be in a bad spot in order to start him, but definitely startable. Twenty carries, like any running back that's getting twenty carries is a startable asset. Yep, regardless of the team, you know. Yep, he's got maybe one more game left for Connor's back. So, yeah. Um, how about this, Trey, freaking McBride? McBride huh? season. Yep, it's it's happening, man. We're here. It's it's like everything's coming to fruition. Uh, Laporta was early on. You know, mm-hmm. Kincaid's coming in last week, back to back good games. Now you got Trey McBride. This is like uh, I don't know if you've been watching the Fantasy Road Show during the off season, but tune in next off season because <laughs> the entire off season, Coles and I are drafting best ball teams, and we were hammering um, uh, Sam Laporta, Dalton Kincaid, and uh, Trey McBride. Those are like our only three tight ends on any on any dynasty or on any uh, best ball team, and I couldn't be more excited, dude. Honestly, Trey McBride, fourteen targets, fourteen targets, fourteen That's targets crazy. for a tight end, ten catches, ninety five yards, and a touchdown. This guy is a beast. Yeah, and it's only going to get better, right? Like in two weeks, you're going to get Kyler Murray back. <sighs> oh my god, I can't wait, dude! I can't wait. I picked up Trey McBride in a lot of leagues. Um, outbid Coles and a league we're in together. He bid 11. I bid 30 only <laughs> because I knew that he wanted him and I was afraid right. of what he was going to bid, but I knew he wasn't going to bid over 30 and I could care less about uh, the fab in that league. So um, yeah, man, that is awesome. I am so excited for Trey McBride. He is going to be a massive piece to probably our waiver wire show as well. Yeah. I know we mentioned him last week, but if you're hurting it, if you're hurting a tight end, man, Trey McBride could be your answer, could yep. be your saving grace. So um, other than that, pretty quiet. Um, Hollywood Brown did have six for 33 and a touchdown, so you like to see that. But um, Josh Dobbs continues to have success on the ground. Um, another game where he has six carries, 26 yards, and a touchdown. I think this is his third game in a row with a rushing touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had 208 yards, two touchdowns in the air, but two interceptions. So – um, three total touchdowns, uh, a good fantasy output from Josh Dobbs. We, I think we ended up starting him in one league that we had. We were deciding between Josh Dobbs and Tyson Bajant. And uh, and I, Coles was asking me, and of course, as a Bears fan, I'm like, dude, look at the matchups, okay? Tyson Bajant's taking on the Chargers, who are the war- or the best matchup for quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And Josh Dobbs is taking on the the Ravens, who are the worst matchup yeah. for quarterbacks. Why would we start Josh Dobbs over Tyson Bajan? And, yep. of course, uh, Cole says, he's like, I'm going to make the decision. And I said, it's probably best that you do. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm 99% sure he put Dobbs in there. So, yeah, um, yeah man. It, he just has a – if your run, if your quarterback is able to have six to seven carries for 30 yards and a touchdown on the ground, you're going to be in a good spot going into the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that covers the uh, Ravens Cardinals. We have uh, two games left. Um, we have the Chiefs and the Broncos. 
uh, or or as we would like to call it, the uh, Mahomes flu game, which is not like the Jordan flu game because the Jordan flu game, Jordan played well. The Mahomes comparison doesn't really line up there. Um, Kansas City loses 24 to 9 to the Denver Broncos. Um, the Chiefs fall to six and two. The Broncos improve to three and five. I feel like there's always this, there's always one upset like this where nobody would pick the Broncos mm-hmm. over the Chiefs. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like last just, year when the Colts beat the Chiefs, yeah. it happens for them <laughs> once a year. That's what I love about football, dude. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. Uh, it's truly the wild, wild west out there. So uh, pretty wild. Um, what did anything stand out to you? I didn't really watch this game too closely. Um, did anything stand out to you at all? Um, it was good to see. I mean, Judy finally got involved, got the touchdown, got some looks. Um, both him and Sutton did. Uh, you know, it's now the question is at three and five. Are they still automatic sellers this next week with one of those receivers leaving? Or does they – I don't know what the schedule looks like. Or are they thinking they have a possibility to try to make a run at a wild card? I mean, I can't imagine that – I mean, granted, of course, the people in the room have to be optimistic, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I don't know. Uh, B-Cork, is it just me or is Kelsey looking out of shape? Um, Kelsey's just looking old, man. Like he's just, um, you know, playing as he's playing when he, when, when, uh, when his, his, his little, his, uh, not little girl, but his, uh, baby girl, um, uh, when she's there at the game, he plays like out of his mind, but he overexerts himself. So when you play like that, you're bound to at his age, you're bound to feel like he's definitely feeling hurt. You know what I mean? Sore week in and week out so uh yeah it's just his age to me right would you say shane no it's taylor swift's fault (laughs) she did not show up for the game everybody that is the narrative she didn't come to the game that's why he played bad that's why the chiefs lost end of story that's it that is funny that is funny um but yeah so russell wilson uh throws three touchdowns awesome right yeah However, only completed 12 passes for 114 yards. So the touchdowns is what scores points in fantasy football. So it's great to see the three touchdowns, zero interceptions. How about Javante freaking Williams? Um, You helped me out with a a start-sit question I had this morning uh, in starting Javante or a litany of running backs. And, um, man, I did not think it was going to look like this. 27 carries for Javante, 85 yards. Uh, also three receptions for 13 yards in the air and a receiving touchdown. Javante's fully back, right? Right. I think like he doesn't look maybe as explosive as Brees, but when I see 27 carries, that tells me he's back to being a hundred percent for them to give him that workload. Definitely. Um, And uh, it's great to see. So moving forward, you know, it's, he's the guy and it's, there's no second fiddle there. So uh, I love to see that. That's awesome. Uh, Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, like you mentioned, both caught a touchdown. Uh, Six targets for Judy, uh, three targets for Sutton. They both had two receptions, 50 yards and 29 yards uh, in the touchdown. So, um, yeah, man, I didn't think Denver Broncos were going to win the game, and they pull out a dub here. So uh, I I just don't – I don't think that this is going to stop them from selling the team or selling players, selling assets on the team, but – yeah, I don't know. That's just where I'm at with it. Yeah. 
Um, as far as the Chiefs side, uh, we talked about Kelsey having a down game, even though he still had six for 58. So, you know, when you talk about your average tight end, it's a decent game there. Uh, Rasheed Rice, he had one play. Uh, did you see the play with yep. Rasheed Rice? Where yeah, down just, the sideline. Just yep. a firecracker, dude. This mm-hmm. guy is just a lightning bolt out there. And uh, he just looks so good. So, yep. again, he's the top receiver outside of Kelsey. Uh, this is just going to be this. This is going to be a weekly thing. Uh, however, it's four for fifty-six. I would imagine that would have been more if if Mahomes was feeling better or yep. feeling like himself. But uh, yeah, Mahomes, two hundred and forty yards, zero touchdowns, two picks. I think this is the first game that he was held without a touchdown and threw picks. You know yeah. what I mean? So um, yeah, I probably shouldn't have played. But I mean, do you think they would have been better off with uh, Chad? I don't, I don't know. I go, I don't know about that. I think I'm not sure if they, he would, if it would have been that much better. Yeah. I mean, he was still getting pressured all the time. Um, yeah. But this Denver defense just, you know what I mean? There, you can get them. So it's like, I don't know. To me, it, it would have, I don't know. I would have uh, played with the idea. I feel like yeah. Chad is a very capable passer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, um, Isaiah Pacheco kind of quiet today. Uh, eight yeah. t- eight carries, forty yards. Um, that offense just couldn't really get anything going. So mm-hmm. I think we'll just chalk it up as the flu game moving yeah. forward. Uh, all right, and the final game we're going to talk about here, uh, so I can watch the second half of this exciting Chicago Bears mm-hmm. Chargers football game, um, is the Cincinnati Bengals beating the San Francisco 49ers thirty-one to seventeen. This was one game that I picked correctly. Did there, you? I didn't have. Didn't have many of these games that I picked oh. correctly in our pick em league, but I did pick the Bengals. Nice. Um, did you pick the 49ers? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so something told me it was it was that it was the I switched to the Rams and I switched okay. to the Bengals. Got one of them right, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, man. I, something told me this was just a must win for the Bengals. And uh man, I was right. Um the Bengals went 31 to 17. Uh Brock Purdy struggled again today but not really still i think this was one of his better passing days like threw for 365 yards i can't remember the last time he threw for that much um and one touchdown two interceptions i mean what's your he also has six carries 57 yards on the ground that's what blew me away was the okay that when i was that's what i was like whoa yeah yeah okay that's what i noticed okay because that at the end of the day (laughs) Is B Cork really coming out calls his figure like that? Yeah, I think he is. I think he's saying he looks bad. He looks out of shape. Yeah. Calling him fatty. Calling him fatty Kelsey out there. That's what happens when you get in a relationship, right? You just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So yeah, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah, Brock Purdy. Um, I don't know, man. He throws two interceptions. Like he has a lot of picks over the last couple games. Um, after hardly throwing any, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, George Kittle. Um, without Debo, I think you talked about it before. You know, yeah. Debo's not playing. Start Kittle. Yep. Start Kittle. Start Kittle. Start Kittle. Eleven targets, nine receptions, one hundred and forty-nine yards. Yep. Massive game for George Kittle, um, and Brandon Ayuk as well. Five for one hundred and nine on nine targets. Uh, even McCaffrey was uh, active in the passing game as long as the, as well as the running game. He broke the NFL record today. Yeah. Uh, for most consecutive NFL games with a scrimmage touchdown, right? They're not calling it rushing touchdown because, yeah. you know what I mean, just a running back scoring a touchdown from the line of scrimmage. So 
Um, he had 12 for 54 and a touchdown on the ground, six for 64 in the air. Um, I had a parlay for this game and I lost because McCaffrey uh, didn't didn't have uh, 65 rushing yards. So he oh. 11. I was 11 rushing yards short on like a seven leg parlay for this game, which killed me. But um, good game otherwise for McCaffrey. Obviously, um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, outside of that, there's really not much else about this game with as far as the 49ers side. Did I miss anything that you uh, took note of? No, it's it's just the three of them. It's you know, Ayuk, it's Debo and Kittle. Yeah, I saw the split um, that um, uh, I saw the split um, that I saw on on the TV about uh, Brock Purdy's production with Debo on the field and with Debo with with uh, off the field. Um, it's something to note. He's just throwing picks. Um, he's not looking very effective. He's his time to throw um, was, you know what I mean? It's It was a lot worse from when Debo's not on the field. So uh, Coles chiming in with some Purdy talk. Uh, a lot of Purdy's tar- uh, yards came in garbage time and 40 yards to a cloud uh, with a penalty for a legal man downfield. But Bengals declined uh, to, the, to end the game. Definitely was a bad game from Purdy. Okay. No, no bias there at all. No, not at all, right? Not at all. Um, yeah, I mean, garbage time or not, uh, you know, you, those numbers still score points, right? Yeah, he's gonna be, he's gonna be what a top seven quarterback, probably top seven, top eight. Yeah. In the uh, B Cork, B Cork is calling for Coles to release the curse. Coles, yeah. come back on the I other agree. side where you're just shitting on uh, Purdy left and right, and I think you're starting with saying that he still had a bad game, even though he threw for 365 yards and a touchdown. But um, yes, I think you need to release the cur- the curse, call their calls. But uh, yeah, man, it's just you know um, the way that he did it was not as pretty as you would want, but he still got there statistically. So um, you know, and he he supported uh, two receivers over a hundred yards, one of them being the tight end. So um, yeah, man. Uh, how about on the Bengals side, Joe Burrow, massive game, uh, three touchdowns, uh, two hundred and eighty three yards along with it. He looked really good out there. Looked really good out there. He also had six carries for 43 yards. That's what I noticed. Like he did some dedicated like quarterback draw plays. Like he was decisive when he planted and took off. Like he showed me he is back fully 100%. Cap is not worrisome. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, B Cork, what do I do about T Higgins? Uh, T Higgins, five for 69 on six targets. Uh, Shane, what do you think? What does he do about T Higgins? I was saying all last week in a blurb I wrote, Sports Ethos, that I thought Higgins represented one of the better buy low candidates just because I thought this team was yeah. about to take off. And they, they I think they, that part is true. I would still hold on to him. I think better games are coming. Um, I think he's probably now back to 100%. I don't, I don't know if you're going to get anything that you're going to like if you try to trade him. I would hold, and I think better games are coming. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think it'll turn around for Higgins. Uh, just got to be patient there. Um, Coles, uh, he clearly had a bad game of football. Yes, Brock Purdy, from a football standpoint, did not have a good game. Uh, and that was three straight losses. You are correct. The 49ers, after starting 5-0, and they fall to 5-3 and uh, and finish it off with a good game of fantasy football. Yes, we are talking fantasy football here. That's why I was saying – um, it wasn't that bad of a game because he still had that uh, statistical output. So, 
Uh, bad game of real football. Yes, you said that already, Coles. We get it. He had a bad game of real football. We get that. Um, all right, so, yeah, Jamar Chase. Big game for Jamar. 12 targets, 10 receptions, 100 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, you love to see that from Jamar. You kind of kind of expect it now on a weekly basis, you know. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, outside of that, it was just a T. Higgins uh, got some got some work in there. How about Joe Mixon? Joe Mixon, who I was completely out on, weren't Me uh, too. We're all, we're we all were three, all. We? Yeah, it was a boom shakalaka. Yes, that's right. It was definitely a boom shakalaka drop uh, trifecta um, on the road show where all three of us were fading Joe Mixon, especially in this matchup. But he ended up he ended the game with 16 carries, 87 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, also three for 23 in the air. So, I mean, he kind of looked like his old self. He kind of was running pretty good. I mean, would you say that? Would you yeah. agree with that? What What I noticed was, because I watched a good part of this game, was they were actually getting better creative ways to run, run him. So it wasn't just up the gut in between the tackles up the middle, rushing up the middle. That kind of came up with some creative run schemes to get him out into some space that – helped him out and looked much better than the past. I think he was over five yards a carry today, which is incredible against that defense. Yeah. Yes, he was. Yeah. 5.4 yards per carry. Yeah. Um, Coles uh, wants to uh, correct us. It, it was Brian Robinson was the trifecta drop, not Mixon. Cool. Very true. Uh, Thanks, Coles. I just one. did a great <laughs> boom shakalaka sound bite for nothing. <laughs> uh, but, no, he's right. It was uh, Brian Robinson was the uh, the guy. Um, yeah, man, other than that, uh, this game's kind of cut and dry. The Bengals uh, showed up. Uh, the 49ers continue to struggle, third loss in a row. Um, hopefully Debo Samuel can come back. And I think Trent Williams also is yeah. uh, affecting this team heavily. So um, if you're losing, if you're missing one of your, you know, probably one of the best players in your team, period, in Trent Williams, alongside a great playmaker like Debo, like you're, you're not at full strength. So um, yep. we'll see what happens moving forward. Um, who do they have next week? The 49ers. Uh, are they on a bye next week? It looks like they are. The 49ers are, are really? on a bye. So okay. that's so that's a good thing for Debo and a good thing for that Trent. Is, Hopefully yeah. uh, we'll be good to go by week 10. But yep. um, for all you McCaffrey owners out there, uh, next week is going to be tough. Yep. Hopefully you find, pull out a win. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that about does it for our uh, Sunday reactions, week eight reactions. Uh, Shane, I'd like to thank you for joining me in, in place of calls. Uh, I do enjoy having a football conversation with you from time <laughs> to time without calls. So I uh, appreciate that. Uh, but I would like to thank everybody for joining us uh, on podcast form, uh, on YouTube, on Twitter, uh, wherever you're watching. We go live all over the place. Uh, I do want to plug the podcast, though. Uh, if you're enjoying the videos and you're watching on YouTube, check us out on all podcast platforms. Oh, we got a nice surprise uh, <laughs> a, a surprise guest per, uh, appearance here. We got Coles. Uh, are, are you in the airport right now? We're getting to your yes. luggage? Yes, sir. Oh, oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Say, your travels were good? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Not really, but bunch of delays and nonsense but we oh, made it rough. we made it i was able i was able to get a little bit of the stream on the on the uh, airplane when i was up in the air nice we were showing it off there but hey check this out yeah hey, hey road show hey, check you out should this. watch these guys That's an awesome show <laughs> yeah dude for sure 
Yeah, are you um, watching? Have you kept up with this game at all? The uh, Chargers twenty-four to seven, so it's kind yeah, of yeah, domination. Uh, yep, yep, exactly. Uh, three touchdowns for Herbert. He's like twenty for twenty-five, two hundred yards, three touchdowns. Yes, yeah. yes, he is. With um, nothing to Keenan Allen. Yeah. I know. I, yeah, I want to see him do that against someone good. Um, yeah. I'm not trying to knock in your bears, but you know. <laughs> hey, it's okay. It it's, uh, it I'm totally at, at peace with it. Uh, totally at peace with it. Um, it how's Teabag? Is Roshan uh, looking all right? Is there anything looking good for the Bears? No. 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 Not no. really at all. No. Teabag is making some uh, teabag type plays, some boneheaded mistakes. Living uh, up to not, his nickname. Yeah. Not making good throws. Um, I mean, we do have a touchdown, but that was from Darrington Evans. Yeah, so, I saw that. 11 yards. Yeah, that, that was the one bright spot. But other than that, man, uh, I'm hoping for a bounce back here in the second half. So we were just about to sign off. All right. Well, sign off. <laughs> well, well, thanks for joining us, Calls. Yeah, we appreciate the, the appearance there. Um, but uh, we'll, we will be back um, either tomorrow. I still got to talk to Calls, Shane. We'll talk to you two about – uh, schedule moving forward next week. I have kind of a, uh, a messy, messy schedule going on, but I have tomorrow off, so we'll probably get some stuff done tomorrow. So, um, all right, Coles, did you have anything else you wanted to say to the people before uh, we sign off? Uh, when we were descending, the uh, the stewardess came up to me and told me to buckle up, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Oh, that uh, is great! That, that is was like, awesome." I was so close to being like, can I record you saying that to yes. me? <laughs> That's great. Uh, that is I'll great. try to – yeah, I, I need to get one of those. Um, but, yeah, anyways. Yeah, that's funny. Okay, all right. Well, uh, I'll go ahead and sign us off. Uh, thanks again for everybody listening. Thanks again for everybody watching. Check us out on YouTube all the time at youtube.com slash sportsethos. Uh, follow us on Twitter at fantasy underscore trucker, at smccormick underscore ff, at calls underscore sports. Please support the show. Follow the show as well at Fantasy Roadshow. We have a Substack. Go to thefantasyroadshow.substack.com. Get all of our written articles. Just enter in your email. You get those on a weekly basis. And as always – I love to mention this episode is brought to you by Rule One Proteins. Go to www.rule1proteins.com. Enter promo code RODIES40 at checkout to get 40% off. If you're looking to get back in the gym or just looking to re-up your cell phone game, they got great products. Uh, you won't be disappointed. Go check them out. Other than that, boys, I think we're good to go. Coles, you want to sign us? You want to sign us out? Chugging that Dunder Mifflin <laughs> beverage. Yeah, as he slams it. Yeah, buckle up. All right, there we go. Later, you guys.